Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Um, thank you for joining us and welcome. This morning, we will be looking at someone to a sound. And um, um, we have um, Pastor I.D. Ogufere leading us further this morning. Good morning, Pastor I.D. Good morning. Good morning. You're welcome. Uh. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, sis. First of all, let me apologize if you begin to hear any background noise. I'm not fully in control of my environment at the moment. This is the best I can do, so I apologize for that. Um, I want us to, to be able to pray this morning. So um, we're going to look at some scriptures and then we're going to pray. But when I was putting my study together, uh, I did this slide so that I can monitor my train of thoughts. And I found this story, and I think I should share this with you. It said in World War II, when war broke out in September 1939, some men, that's in Britain, some men volunteered to join the armed, armed services, but Britain could only raise 875,000 men. More men were needed. In 1940, 2 million men, British men, aged between 19 and 27 years were not working in reserved occupations were ordered to fight. This was known as being called up. They were conscripted. And that's what we call a summon. We have been ordered to fight. We're not doing a volunteer service because honestly, if we are, truth be told, I probably would not volunteer for spiritual warfare. But God has summoned us. We have been ordered to fight. And this reminds me of that scripture that says, woe to them who are at ease in Zion. I remember at the beginning of the lockdown, I think it was in March, a friend called me and he said, uh, he told me that he had been, himself and his wife had been fasting, you know, for about nine days. And on the ninth day, around 9 p.m., they were praying. They had prayed and then the wife had gone off. So he was just laying down and worshiping. So he wasn't asleep and this was not a dream. And he said two angels came into his home and he said to him, write. So he got a pen and paper and started to write and they were telling him different things. And they said, say to Heidi that she should pick up her sword and fight and that her hands were faltering, were getting weak. And he said, the angel said to him, put her hand to the sword and hold it and tell her to fight. So when he called me that, you know, he called me after that to then tell me, you know, the vision he had had, you know, and this encounter with angels. And he said, fight. And I knew at that point that everything he was saying was true concerning me. I knew God had spoken to him. Because at that time, I had said to the Lord, you know what, I'm on break. I need a break. Somebody cannot be doing warfare all the time. So let me take a break. And, you know, I was, I had gone into this break and I was really enjoying myself, you know, and I did not want to come back into a place of warfare. And then when that vision, you know, when that message came, I knew I had to go back to a place of warfare. Why am I sharing this story? 
It is not a volunteer service. This someone we've been talking about through prayer ring, it is not a, I feel like warfare. It is not a volunteer service. It is a summon. It is an order. We have been drafted, conscripted, called up. And that means take up your sword and fight. You are the army of the living God. And it's so important that we go back, back up, listen to all the messages because it's like a puzzle. They fit, each piece fits into what I call a strategic document for spiritual warfare. So it is important that we look at the document and say, you know, what does God, where do I fit in, in this document? It's very important. When we talk about being summoned to a sound, what does that mean? And, you know, I prepared a message earlier to share someone to a sound, you know, how we should dance and praise, and that's the sound. And the Lord said, there is a sound that calls you, first of all, to walk. There is a sound that, first of all, calls you to walk. If you are in the army, the first sound you hear, it's a call to walk. What is that sound for us today? I want to read uh, Matthew 5, and I'll try and go very quickly because it's a long scripture. It's a long scripture, and it's a popular story. So I'll try to read that very quickly. Uh, Matthew 25. It's the parable of the ten bridesmaids. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. All of them became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout. They were roused by the shout. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lambs. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lambs are going out. But the others replied, you don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked. And later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch. You do not know the day or the hour of my return. What was the difference between these bridesmaids? First, they were all bridesmaids. The other scripture says they were virgins. So they were on the same level. The only difference, five were wise, five were foolish. What made them wise? They were ready. What made them foolish? They were not ready. Because if you read the scripture, they all slept. They all woke up to the same sound when that sound came. 
But because five were ready, they moved on to the next level. When the sound comes, that is not the time to get ready. You have to be ready before the sound. And to be honest, we are in that sound right now. That sound has gone out to call you to war. And it means you get up ready. That is not the time to start to look for oil, to look for your armor. You must be ready. In Ephesians 5, again, a long scripture. I'll skip some verses, but please, when you go back, try and read through the whole scripture. He says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. And then I move on to... Verse 7, don't participate in these things, in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. Now you have light from the Lord as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in it. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. In, in verse 13, it says their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. It is, this is the first call that we wake up, wake up. God is saying to us, be alert, be awake, be prepared. Christ will give you light. Christ doesn't give light to a, a, a soldier who is sleeping. Be awake. Be alert. Understand what is happening in the kingdom. Understand the signs. Understand the times. Understand the seasons. Be alert. Let your voice continually hear. And then in Romans 13, he says, this is all the more urgent. For you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up. Wake up. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. Remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor. It is only soldiers that put on an armor. And this confirms to you that you are in the army of the Lord. He says, put, remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living because we belong to the, to the day. We belong to the day. What is the scripture telling us? Wake up. We have been summoned to a sound. So I want us to pray right now and begin to say, God, any part of me that is not ready, expose it to me. Show me how to be ready. Show me, how, show me how to wake up. Open my eyes in the spirit. Open my ears in the spirit. Wake me up. Teach me to be ready. I need us to unmute. Let us begin to pray. 
Children, everyone that is sleeping, you will seize a wake from this 
we said first of all the sound is first a call to war and then when you get into the battle there is still a sound that is peculiar to an army. And that sound, if you read through the scriptures and you look at all the wars that the children of Israel fought, they fought war with a sound. And I've picked two scriptures that I want us to look at, but there's so many more. When you have time, take out time and begin to study how God planned war for his children, how he strategized war for his children. There is a pattern but I've picked two scriptures and I'm going to read Joshua 6, 1 to 20. And this is a story we all know very well. He says, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. I have given you its king. I've given you all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town 
once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times when the priest, with the priest blowing the horn. When you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. So Joshua called together the priest and said, take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, march around the town and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. And the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priest with the horns and some behind the ark with the priest continually blowing the horns. Do not shout, do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout, then shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everyone returned to spend the night in the camp. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing their horns. Again, the armed men marched both in front of the priests with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to the, the camp. They followed this pattern for six days. On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time, they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded a long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and the others in her house will be spared for she protected her spies. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or you yourselves will be completely destroyed and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horn, they shouted as loud as they could and suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. This is a scripture that, I mean, we have read many times, we have been taught many times, we all know the story, how the walls of Jericho, in fact, there are songs, you know, um, regarding the scripture about how the walls of Jericho fell down. Before we go into it, let's quickly read Judges. This is Gideon's battle. So Jerubal, that is Gideon. I'm reading from Judges 7. So Jerubal, that is Gideon, and his army got up early and went as far as the spring of Herod. The armies of Midian were camped north of them in the valley near the hill of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. <clears throat> If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. But the Lord told Gideon, there are still too many. 
Bring them down to the spring and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. In one group, put all those who cup water in their hands and lap it up with their tongues like dogs. In another group, put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. The Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and ram's horns of the other warriors and sent them home. Well, he kept the 300 men with him. Now, quickly, let's go to verse 21. Sorry, I'm kind of rushing because I want us to pray. In, from verse 21, he said, Each man stood at his position around the camp. Another translation says, Every man took his place. Each man stood at his position around the camp and watched as the Midianites rushed around in a panic, shouting as they ran to escape. When the 300 Israelites blew their ram's horns, the Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other with their swords. Those who were not killed fled to places as far away as Bechita near Zerera and to the border of Abel Mehola near Tabak. And that was how Gideon won that war. These are two significant battles in the history or in the journey of the Israelites. What is peculiar about the scripture? You know, first of all, for many of us, it was the shout. It was the shout of praise. It was the sound. You can see in both scriptures, there was the shout and there was the ram's horns. Israel went to battle with praise in front of them. If you read the scripture time and time again, Israel went to battle with praise. Praise is a mighty weapon of war. Praise, it is a mighty weapon of war. Israel, they went to battle with the sound of praise. You can see when Gideon sent the men away, what did he take from them? The ram's horn. They needed that sound. There's something about a sound of praise that causes God to arise on your behalf and to fight. The other things I noticed in this scripture, both of them, was the detailed instruction. The detailed instruction God gave Joshua and the detailed instruction God gave Gideon. He said to Joshua, put, the, put some armed men in front, then the priest, let the priest carry this, the number of priests, what each priest should hold, what each priest should do, when they should do it, what the people do with following him should do. Everybody had a place in the army. And it's the same for us. You have a place. Do you know your place? Do you know your position? Do you know what you are called to do? God was very detailed. You do this, you do that, you stand here. You, and you see, if you read the scriptures, you will find that for every war, there was detailed strategy. They did not go to war saying, ah, the last time we did not shout, we marched six times, and so this time, no. Each time they first went to God, and God gave them a strategy. Blow the horn, fight, 
hold Moses' hands, do this. There were different things. But what is key here was their ability to hear that instruction, to decipher, to understand what the instruction is. What is the instruction? What is God telling you? Can you hear it? Number one. Number two, they took their place. Everybody knew their spot. Everybody took their place. Each time Israel camped and they wanted to break up camp and move, they knew the order. They knew the house that will move first and they knew the house that will move last. They knew where the ark would be. Do you know your place? And they obeyed. Every war they did not win. They did not win because of disobedience. And the same applies to us. And so I want us to pray. I want us to pray. One of the greatest confusions or one of the greatest delays in my life comes from not understanding or not, you know, being able to understand what his instructions are. Sometimes I find myself just frozen in a spot, not moving forward, not moving back, not taking any action because I am unsure of what his instructions are. But the Bible in John 16, 13 says, but when the spirit of truth comes and he has come, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit will not speak of his own initiative. Whatever he hears from God the Father, he will speak. He will disclose to you what is come. In John 10, three to five, he says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. Jesus says, my sheep, they hear my voice. My sheep, they hear my voice and they follow me. They listen to his voice. He says that the voice of a stranger, we will never hear it. I want us to pray with the scriptures today. Say to the Holy Spirit, cause me to hear. Open my ears in the spirit. If there's anything causing me to be deaf, Holy Spirit, heal me of spiritual deafness today. So please let us pray. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to unmute and pray, please. I 
we're going to pray that we will find our place. Mm. We will find our place. Yes. I, I've, I've reached a point in my life where I believe that under the, under the um, challenge of finding what your purpose is, we, 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 we waste so much time doing nothing. Many people end up doing nothing because we're struggling to find our purpose. Mm. It doesn't need to be a struggle. It is not a struggle. And let me explain to you why. You know, I was taught that, oh, the job you're doing is your calling. So you find people changing jobs, struggling to find that one that, you know, finding a way to say, this is my purpose. Let me, make, you know, we just, we're just completely confused. No, but there's no need to be confused. In Romans 12, 4 to 8, it says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, all of us on this call. You are a part of the body of Christ. You have a special function. No matter what part you are, you have a special function. And the scripture says in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. What is that thing you do well? That's just it. It's not rocket science. There are certain things you do well. There are certain things that just come easily to you to do. There are certain things you will ask me to do. I will break my head over it. Break my head and be thinking, studying. But, you know, there are certain people that will just come and will do it. So, you know, it will just flow. It's a grace. And that's your place. That's your place. That's your gifting. That's your call. I don't want anything. Please just leave. I'm very indignant. Stop running from pillar to post looking for it. Sit down and examine yourself. What is that thing that I do so well? What is that thing I'm graced to do? It just flows. I don't even understand why it's hard for other people because it's so easy for me. That is your grace. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Take your place. Because when you do not take your place, you leave a space open in the army. And when you leave a space open in the army, that becomes a weak link. It becomes an avenue for the enemy to attack. Take your place. Don't take another person's place. Don't look at another person's grace. Don't look at another person's gift and want to be that person. No. God has given you yours. Take it. That is your place. That is what you have been called. You have been graced. You have been gifted to do. When you find it, then begin to train yourself in it. Why? So that you can do it well. You can do it gladly. You can do it seriously. 
So let us pray. God, what is that thing you have graced me to do? Reveal it to me. That is one. And to give me joy doing it so that I'm not looking at what others are doing and wanting to be them. Give me joy in what you have called me to be and to do. Give me the grace to do it well. Let's pray. Let's unmute and pray. You have called me, God. You have graced me, God. our third prayer point, our third prayer point, amen. Our third prayer point, I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 31. Again, it says the human body has many. When you go back, read the entire scripture, we have removed um, a lot of it. He says, but, men, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, will that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? 
or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? And I want us to, from this scripture, understand how important you are in the kingdom when you take, when you find your place and when you take your place. Don't say, ah, I cannot, um, I cannot fast three days or I'm not a spiritual warrior. Oh, I cannot come and teach the word of God or I'm not. No, take your place. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. God has put you where he wants you. Don't try to be the eye. You don't want to be the armpit because nobody's seeing you. You want to be the eye. No. Where God has put you is where he wants you. Stay there. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. All of you together. So all of us together, we are Christ's body. Each of us a part of it. Here are some, not all. Here are some. Which means that we need to ask God, then God, what is the part? Where is the place? Where have you appointed me? Some are apostles. Some are prophets. Some are teachers. There are those who do miracles. There are those who have the gift of healing. There are those who have the ministry of helps. There are those who have the gift of leadership. There are those who speak in unknown tongues. Can all of us be apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the the, the, the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we have, all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. Of course not. We can't be all. Find your place. And what helps you to do what you, God has called you to do is to desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual gifts. So I want us to pray this morning. What is that spiritual gift that you desire? I want you to begin to call it out to God right now and say, God, this is the gift I desire because it complements the grace that you have given me. This gift complements the grace that you have given me. So Father, I ask you, give me the word of wisdom. Give me the gift of the word of knowledge. Give me the gift of faith. Give me the gift of healing. Give me the gift of prophecy. There are nine spiritual gifts. What is the gift that you desire? I want you to begin to ask God for that gift this morning. Please let us pray. Father, you have called me. And so I ask you for the gift of the word of knowledge. I stand with my sisters and my brothers this morning. We cry out to you for spiritual gifts, oh God, that Father, 
you will rouse us even as a body and as a church. That you will give us the gift of the word of wisdom. You will give us the gift of the word of knowledge. That Father, you will open up our spirits, O oh God. That by means of the same spirit, you will give us the gift of faith. Father, you will give us the gift of healing, God. Father, you will give us the gift of working miracles. And that, Father, you will give us also the gift of prophecy. Father, we ask, oh God, for the gifts of the discerning of spirits. Amen. Father, we ask, oh God, that you will give us the gift in speaking in different kinds of tongues. And that, God, you will give us still the gift of interpretation. Ah, Father, equip us, oh God, in this last days to stand in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Last days to stand. Equip us, oh God, with the gifts of the Spirit that we may stand in these last days in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, equip us to stand in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we're going to pray about obedience, following instructions. In Luke 7, there's a story about the centurion who was himself a Roman officer. The Bible says that at that time, his servant was sick. And when he heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask Jesus to come and heal his slave. So Jesus went, I've abbreviated this, so please read the scriptures. So Jesus went with them. But just before they got to the house, the centurion sent someone to say to him, don't trouble yourself to come to my house. The entire scripture says, I'm not worthy, Lord, for you to come to my house. But just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. He said, I know this because I am a man under authority and I have authority over my soldiers. If I say to one, go, they go. If I say to him, come, they come. He understood the power of authority. Why? Because he is a soldier. And that is what we must understand as a a, a part of the army of God. You are under authority. When he says go, you go. When he says come, you come. That is what obedience is. Not God, I'll do it later. Not, oh, I don't feel like doing it. Not, oh, they are doing this to me, so I'm not going to do this. No. When God says go, you go. When he says come, you come. I'm saying it as if it's easy for me to do. It's one of the most difficult things. I battle this every day. And so I've learned to pray like Jesus. God, please help me. Jesus prayed. He said, look, if you are, if you are willing, take this cup from me. This cup is <laughs> too much. Take it. He says, but God, not my will, but your will be done. I want us to pray that God will give us strength to obey him. God will give us strength to obey him, to just walk in obedience. Sometimes the things he's asking us to do, they seem so ridiculous. There are things we don't want to do. We're going to just look stupid in front of everybody. How can God say to you that if somebody slaps you, you should turn the other cheek? How does that make sense? But honestly, ask God for the grace that God, please, not my will. Not my will. John said, I must decrease so that he will increase. That is our prayer, God, that our will will decrease, that our logic will decrease, that our reasoning of things will decrease, 
and that more and more, God, we will lean on your counsel. Father, we pray this morning that you will give us strength, oh God, to trust in your will, to trust in your will for us, to trust in your will. Give us strength to obey you day by day, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus. That your will will, will take over. That Father, you will take over. You will take over. That your will will take over. You will have your way, God. You will prevail in my life. You will take preeminence in my life. You will be the final authority in my life. You will be the one who has a say in my life. And God, even I, I do not have a say. I surrender to you. I submit to your counsel. I surrender to your say, God. I surrender, God. I lay my mind down. I lay my will. I lay my logic. God, I lay my will down. Father, let your will be done. Father, those areas that are struggling, I surrender to you. Those areas where my time is done. My Father, God, help me. I have pride. My pride causes me to disobey you many times. So God, I ask you to help me, God. I ask you to help me. Make my pride like a useless commodity so that I can lay it down and that I can fall down and that I can obey you. Father, everything that is in every single person, is it influence my God, I lay it down before you. Because I want to God, help me. I come to you like you help my disobedience. And I will lay down the fear. I lay down the Wherever you are, I want you to give God a shout. You can read this scripture, Exodus 15, but I want you to give God a shout. Give him a shout of praise, a shout of victory. Say, Father, we bless your name. We thank you. You have done glorious. You are God of Yes, Hallelujah. 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 
Father, we praise you and we give you glory. There is no one like unto you. You are God all by yourself. You are Jehovah. You are a mighty warrior, great in battle. And therefore, God, we march under the banner of the Most High Jehovah. We march, oh God, in the army of the living God. Father, we are privileged to count ourselves, oh God, as one of the members of the Lord of hosts army. Jehovah, we worship you. Jehovah, we give you glory. Jehovah, we praise you. Jehovah, we honor you. Jehovah, we exalt you. We extol your name. We bless you. You are our king. You are our captain. You are our Thank you, God. 
Yes, Lord. Oh, no, no, privilege to come into your presence, my God. Yes, yes, call you our Father. What an honor, what an honor to be enlisted to match, oh God, in your army. What an honor, Jehovah. We praise your name, Jehovah. We glorify you, God. Amen. 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 And so, Father, we just give you praise, O God, and we thank you, Lord, for your word which we have received this morning, O God. We thank you, Father, because our ears are now inclined unto you, O God. We thank you, O God, because as you speak to us, O God, as you show us things, O God, as you reveal by your spirit to us in this season, Lord, our spirits catch on with you, O God. Father, we are able to discern, O God, everything that you say, everything that you show us, O God. We will not walk around in ignorance, O God. We thank you because as your word has come this morning, indeed, light has come for us. And so we arise and shine because of this light that has come and the glory of the Lord that is risen upon us. We thank you, Father, for the sound that you have released, O God, the sound of revival, the sound of the gathering, the sound of the army, O God. We thank you, Father, for this sound of battle, O God, which you have released, O God, over us. And Father, we arise and we respond, O God. We respond in accuracy because we are led by your spirit. We thank you, Father, because you are even showing us, O God, and arranging us and repositioning us, O God, according to your will. Father, you are causing us to arise, O God, in grace. You are causing us to arise, O God, in capacity. You are causing us to arise in wisdom, knowledge, understanding, Lord, in authority, in influence, O God. Everything you are orchestrating and weaving by your mighty hand, O God. And so, Father, we just yield, O God. We yield, we yield, we yield, Lord, to your will, O God. We give ourselves, Lord, to your working, O God. Father, indeed, it is in you, Lord, that we live, move, and have our being. Father, it is you that gives father oh we just give you we give you we thank yield you. ourselves to you oh god our will oh god our thoughts oh god we give it to you we surrender totally to your will oh god that your will will be done in our lives oh god in the mighty name of jesus father you walk it in us to will and do your good pleasure father once more we ask oh god that you will walk it in us you will walk it in us oh god in the mighty name of jesus we thank you father because you would show us lord even how to hide your word in our hearts, Lord. We will not forget the words that we are hearing in this time. We will not forget the words that we are receiving in this time. The impartations that are coming upon us, Lord, will not be lost in the name of Jesus. Father, you are making us wise, O oh God. No more shall we trade, O oh God, our worth or our value, O oh God, just for a, 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 a muscle of, 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 of bread. We will no longer trade, Lord, the gifts, O oh God, and the blessings and the talents that you have placed upon us 
us, Lord, for, for no value. Father, no more shall we engage on that level, oh God. We are rising, we are arising, we are arising indeed like an army. We arise in you, we arise in strength, we arise in knowledge, we arise in understanding, oh God, and we arise in power, oh God, by the leading of your spirit. Lord, we say thank you. We bless your holy name, oh God. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the grace even to stay in this final week of praying and fasting, oh God, as you know, of the of the corporate um, engagement of praying and fasting, Lord. Father, we just receive the grace, Lord, to Amen. finish strong. And so, Father, mm -hmm. we ask, Lord, that we wouldn't even what stop here, that as your spirit mm -hmm. continues to minister to us, we will continue to press further in yeah. our personal lives in the yeah. mighty name of Jesus. We will not yeah. retreat, we will not surrender, but we will yeah. see everything that you are placing in our lives in this season in the mighty yeah. name of Jesus. We yeah. give you praise, oh God, and we say thank Thank you. Blessed be your holy name, O God, for in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.